Great. So welcome. Happy Friday or whatever day you're listening to this show on. It's Carrie Freitas. It's the Interesting People I Know podcast. And I have a very special guest today who um, I don't think she's here under duress. I mean, I think she willingly is a willing participant and and wanted to come. She'll be able to clarify that for the listeners. Um, But it's my daughter, Jeannie Williams is here sitting across from me in the podcast studio. Welcome, Jeannie. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I know you haven't you? slept for two nights. So this haven't is, slept for two nights. It's going to be great. It's going to have my best thoughts. Yeah. Well, thanks for preparing so well for the podcast <laughs> to make sure you were at your tip top shape. I tried my best. Yeah. So I appreciate you really caring. I watched a nature documentary last night when okay. I couldn't sleep. That's so that's peaceful. like educational. Awesome. So I'm really glad that you prepared for this and um, are rested and ready just to let it rip. So thank you for being here today. Not let it rip. Yeah, I, like I, that. that was a weird. That's like an old saying. Say it doesn't it. mean to like. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't really like it that much. Sorry, I'll take it back. So just assume <laughs> that I spoke backwards and took that back. Okay, okay, perfect. So the premise of this edition episode of Interesting People I Know is to talk with a teen. Jeannie still qualifies. She's turning eighteen in September, so she's got a. Couple but currently more. seventeen. Eighteen's also a teenager. No, I understand that. So yeah. what I was so going to say before you so rudely interrupted me was that. Even though she's turning 18, there are a couple more years of teens. Like, I can do math. That's yeah. like the kind of math that I can do. Okay. So, I'm just to let you know that I had that totally on lock. I was okay. going to say you had more years. So, she's a teen, and we're going to talk about a teen perspective on things um, ranging from how can we parent teens better? So, are there tips from teens? And, you know, I'm going to give you some background about Jeannie. So, she's. Um, one of those kids that's like, you know, super mature for her age, very responsible. Thank you. Yeah. You get your stuff done. Um, just because you've been through a lot personally, uh, in life already at a young age, you have a good perspective on, I think a lot of things that a lot of kids just who haven't had that kind of journey, haven't had to develop that perspective. So that's not, there's no judgment, but I'm saying, you know, when people listen to you talk about, your perspective on issues that, you know, you don't often hear teens talk about in the setting, you know, you can trust her judgment because yeah. she's coming at it from a not pretty like coked up. No, it's not like being coked up or not. First of all, I hope you don't do coke, but that's another podcast. <laughs> Intervention podcast. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is that she's got a good perspective and a good head on her shoulders. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay, that's <laughs> apparently your version of that is not being coked up. So fantastic. So without further ado, we've had her just start because I think that this is going to devolve pretty quickly. Okay. <laughs> mean. So, so Jeannie, um, I wanted to start first about how do you think parents can parent as a verb their teens better? Like, do you see things and we're not going to mention any names, but do you see kind of parental behavior that do you think undermines the goal. So for example, if parents like don't want their kids to drink or get in trouble or whatever, are parents doing things that kind of make that like for sure to happen versus like actually helping their kids through it? Like do you see stuff like that? I feel like this is might not be the most helpful answer, but I just I think every kid's so different. So there's some kids that will be like if you say like don't go out and party, they're going to like go do it, but there's other ones that are like afraid of their parents so they'll listen. I think the most common, like, behavior I see parents do that, like, none of my friends, and we're all very different, respond to is, like, an overbearing parent. So it's, like, you want to be there, you know, but it's, like, you don't have to check in on your kid every five minutes. Like, they're okay. 
So what does that look like? So an overbearing parent is like always texting or something or, or what are they even doing? when they're home, like, do you need anything? Like whatever. And it's like, it's fine. Like it's nice. Like, but it's like, it's too much. You know what I'm saying? You have to let your kid just like be. Okay. But I feel like I do that. So you I'm do cur- do that. Okay. So, so what basically what I'm saying yeah. is stop talking. <laughs> just no. So, so it's basically like, don't ask if you need something that seems kind of. Don't like attack them with questions. Okay. It's like the same way when someone asks you a ton of questions at one point, at like yes. one time, right. you're like, oh my God. Like stop. Like, even if it's not like a parent. Like if someone comes up to you at work and they're like asking you a million questions, you're like, Jesus Christ, like give like, me a second. It's enough. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing with a kid. Like it's like if you come up to me after school and you're like, how is this? What's the, like whatever. I'm like, can you just one second. What if your kid seems though like super sad or that they're struggling with something? Like yeah. then what? Then you can still talk to them. But I guess my point is like nothing's going to change every 30 seconds. Okay. So it's like it's like reaching out is completely fine. But then like asking 20 questions at once I think is like – and I think asking a ton of questions, not even with if your kid seems like in a struggle, but it's like if you're asking where you are, like what did you do? Like and it doesn't seem like it's just like you like wondering and wanting to talk about it. Then I think it seems like you don't trust your kid. And when your kid doesn't feel like you trust them, that's when the bad stuff happens. So like that's so that that's interesting to me. So like let's say you don't feel trusted or like you've maybe seen one someone you know like get that vibe from their parents that like I don't trust you for whatever reason. So why would that make you like is it kind of like you already don't trust me so I'm going to go ahead and go do the things? Okay, so not to like put you on blast. No, but go ahead. I love you. Yeah. I mean, I think we have like the best relationship right now, but we didn't always. Right. And I remember like feeling like you didn't trust me. Okay. So it was definitely the type of thing where I'm like, well, if she doesn't trust me, like if she thinks I'm going to go out and do this, like I might as well do it. Like if I wasn't even doing it anyways. Right. So like you're going to get judged for it, like as if you're doing it. So you might as well do it. So I might as well just do it and have the fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that kind of makes sense. But then, like, when I feel like you trust me, I'm like, like, you see me. Sometimes I'm like, I know that you trust me, and I'm not, like, going out on Friday nights and partying. I'm, like, <laughs> watching Orange is the New Black in my room or, like, going to dinner with my friends. Right. But then, they're like, I feel like it's just so hard for me to say something so, like, broadly because there are kids that, that you, like, can't, you trust. can't trust. You know what I'm saying? And don't you think parents kind of – well, I think – are there kids that you know? Because I'm sure this is universal. I'm not just like trying to talk about like a small group of people where we live. But do, are there kids that you know that like are not trustworthy that whose parents trust them? Or do parents usually know? They usually know. I think that a lot of times like the ones that aren't trustworthy and they're still doing stuff and like not getting in trouble is like the parents either are too busy with their own stuff to like care yeah. Or just don't know how to handle it, so they just don't. Yeah, so they kind of, like, opt out. Yeah. But for the most part, it sounds like then that parents, when you're present with your kid and you've got, you know, hopefully, you know, relationships always kind of ebb and flow, right? Yeah. But I think if you're present with your kid, you can, as a parent, trust your gut about your kid. Yeah. And maybe, because I think some parents, too, like, you want to trust your gut, but then at the same time, um, you might be, like... But should I, like, if I'm going to be a good parent, I should probably yeah. trust my gut plus. Like, trust my gut plus ask 20 questions. Yeah. Trust my gut plus check in every 30 I guess it seconds. just comes down to, like, trust. Because I feel like as a kid, like, all you want is your parents to, like, think you're, like, a good kid. And, like, at least me, like, trust you. So then I think, like, the asking a million questions or the whatever, like, it kind of seems like you don't. Like, like it undermines when, like, it. Yeah. So what does it feel like to be trusted by a parent? 
I think, I mean, we have a pretty, I remember talking about this to you on like a trip recently when it was just me and you, when you were saying like, do you think that I give you too much freedom? And I say, I say no. I think that like for a good parent, like kid relationship, I think it's really important to like let the kid know that like they can talk to you. Plus, like, so it's, like, with you, like, you let me kind of go and you do whatever I want. You know, you don't say, right. like, who are you going with? You kind of are just, like, oh, like, who are you going? Like, you know, it's not, like, a quiz. It's just, like, right. a wondering. And then, like, when I come home, we talk about it as if it's, like, I'm talking to a girlfriend. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, was it fun? Did yeah, you exactly. Like the movie? So I think, like, if, if you want to know what's going on in your kid's life, you have to let them live. And it's, I feel like that way there's going to be, like, an open dialogue between you, like, and your kid of what's going on. But if your kid feels judged by you and, like, you don't trust them, they're just not going to tell you anything. They're still going to do all the same stuff. Right. So you can still be a good parent. And I'm not saying, like, I mean, we get along and we're, we're friends, too. But, but it, you're my mom. I right. know, like, I would get in trouble. But, like, that's why – that's what the thing is, is, like, I know that, like, if I did – I don't even drink. But, like, if I did go drink at a party or something and I needed to ride home, like, I could call you and I wouldn't get, like, right. grounded for my the rest of my life. And is it because we've – talked about that or because you just know that because I just know that because I know you trust me to make good decisions so that like most of the time I will make good decisions but that doesn't mean like when if I make one bad decision like all the good decisions are gone right you know so I think if you want your kids gonna do whatever they want anyways regardless yeah, of what you tell them to do they're gonna figure out a way to do whatever it is you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. even if you're like don't do drugs and they're like if they want to they're gonna do it like bottom line right so I think like it's just I feel like for the parents it's a matter of like do you want to know or do you not want to know? Right. And so if you do want to know, trust them and have an open dialogue where they know they can talk to you. Yes. And if you don't want to know, you don't want to know. Right. And I I think I understand where some parents are coming from where, I mean, I don't feel this way, but it might be like, wow, easier not to know because it sounds like a yeah. lot to deal with. But at the same time, just like anything else, like sometimes the news you get out in the world's bad. You don't want to hear that, yeah, but exactly. you need to know it so you can act on it and like live your life and and help others or help your family or friends. And so I think better to know, yeah, and better to trust. And you know, it sounds. I mean, I think trust feels good. Like when I think about it from like where I sit, if I had friends or family or clients or just people in the world that didn't trust me, that would feel bad. Exactly. And I think like I think it's hard for parents because I think they. Th- they think, and I would too, I th- because of like my anxiety, the way my mind works. I think like as an adult, I'd be like, I'm like everything I do and say is going to affect how my kid acts. True. But like from when they're like one to seven, you know what I'm saying? You ingrain something in us of how we're supposed to act when we're that young. Right. Like I probably stopped like taking in information like about what's good and bad. Probably like when I was like in sixth grade. And so since then it's like, Every time you, like, tell your kid not to do, like, drugs, like, whatever, since sixth grade, like, that should happen when they're, like, before they go into middle school, I would say. Okay. Because then after that, it's just, like, if it's just, like, friends. You know so what it's I'm just, saying? So it switches from, like, and I think there are books about that, too, where it switches from the parents being the influencer to the to the friend group. Yeah. So it's, like, you don't have as much, like, whether that's comforting or not. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I see it as kind of comforting because it's, like, you can't screw us up so bad that, like anything you do is going to change it but I think like so I I honestly think and this might not be helpful because I feel like everyone listening to this like if they have kids they're already past that age but I feel like what you do for like at the young age like what you ingrain in them about what's good and what's bad and what you should do what you shouldn't like that's the most important like what that's where their character is right you know what I'm saying I think it's 
it's, I mean, no matter what, parenting is like a really difficult, is a, yeah. not like, it really is a difficult job. It's the best job, in my opinion, but very difficult. I think that knowing that is really good because even though it's like, no matter when you're going to impart that knowledge and like yeah. character building, it's stressful to make sure you do it right. But it, I think it's great to know that all that work when they're, when they're young results in this being that's out there in the world. And now you've kind of given them like a toolkit. Yeah. And then now they're going to use it. And I still think there's opportunity for like talk and mentorship. No, there and stuff definitely like that. is. But I think the basics of like are done. Crystal meth is bad. And like, right. Water being nice is, is good, good. And you should drink water. Like, <laughs> right. That's like, you know, that's your judgment making. Like, you can't screw me over so ro- like royally right now that it's going to change the entire course of my life because I already have that ingrained in me from you when I was a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people. So that there's are, still like little relationship. Like if, when I break up with my boyfriend and I talk to you about it. And there's or like, coaching and stuff. Exactly. But like the fundamentals of who I am as a person and like my yes. judgment calls are already there. So like right. you can't screw me over so royally now that it's going to like ruin everything right. you've done. That makes sense. And I think people said too, and I don't know whether they're making this up to make me feel better, but they said that <laughs> when I, when my mom, but they probably were, when my mom died, like I was almost five and they said that um, like you've gotten most of the imprinting from a parent by that age, which I think is wild. And that's just like not even verbal. That's like no, I agree. being loved and like knowing you're safe, right? And so, like seeing what's around you. Yes. I think like if you're growing up around, I mean, obviously there's exceptions. I'm not going to speak for everyone. But the people I know that use and like do like stuff that they probably shouldn't do, we'll leave it at that, grew up around it. Okay. So I think a lot of it's actions as a parent right. too. And in using, like, for example, like if a kid now is using, I don't know, let's just say, like, whatever, it could be pot or talked about so many drugs already. I I know. So, whatever, they could be using something, (laughs) but it, it, like, that could even be not even a parent using that particular drug. It could be a parent just drinking a lot, right? I mean, no, exactly. Or, like, even my friends that have, like, the worst relationship with their bodies, you know, like body positivity, like, yes. Um, they're, they've been shown that from their, like, mom, you know, right. like, her mom isn't comfortable with her body. Right, well, I'm going to cop to that. I mean, it. I think that you've probably struggled more than a lot of people because of my relationship yeah. to my body and my relationship with food. Yeah. And your brother has, too. But that's, like, a lot of my friends are like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's, like, so it's not only what you do, but it's how you act, like, yes. around your kid when they're totally. little, little. Yeah, and you can say things like, oh, we just eat what, you know, we should eat when we're hungry for a healthy body and... You know, everything in moderation. And then if, if which is, I'm sure, me. So I'm feeding you that information and that food, right? Yeah. And then you see me not feeding myself, over-exercising, or talking shit about my body. Like, you yeah. can't do that. So and then, I, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I think um, that's another reason why, and for anyone who's listened to the other episodes, maybe like five of you. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I know it's a lot more. <laughs> uh, I think that that's when I, when Alana and I talk about body positivity and anti-diet culture, it's another reason to conform to that ideal as soon as you can, especially when your kids are young, because just think about the healing that goes upwards for the generation. Exactly. So like I tried my best, but couldn't hide my behaviors from Liam and Jeannie. And, uh, you know, therefore they end up struggling. Right. And so that's not cool. And you don't want so you're hoping that they break the cycle, right? But it's like, how great would it have been if I could have broken the cycle for you yeah. and your brother? And and I'm sure my mom, who also struggled with the eating disorders, and it's probably why she died, you know, she probably would have felt great about just breaking the cycle, but she couldn't. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. So 
when it comes to this is what I think is so great talking about you. I always get this from talking about you like day to day. But I think having other people be able to hear from you from your perspective at your age and where you sit is really awesome. And I want to ask you now about just like a ton of other issues. We'll okay. just and we might go out of order. It's yeah. not going to be like organized because come at me. Okay, good. Let's hear it. So <laughs> let's talk about I because I've been watching you. You do a really good job. Let's say when you you know were you had your a serious boyfriend, yeah. and you still made time for your friends. And I think in high school. And even as an adult, I've been guilty of going all in with the partnership or the romantic relationship and then letting friendships fall by the wayside and not be prioritized. And I I learned so many times along the way in that journey that that's absolutely the wrong thing. One, ask anyone and they'll tell you it's wrong. Two, when you inevitably, especially as a teenager, break up with a person because you're probably not going to get married to your high school people. I mean, it happens, but you know, then you're screwed, you're SOL, because all your friends are like, well, I mean, I was lucky to have like patient friends, but most people would be like, F you, like, where were you? No, you're like taking my answer right now. Okay, sorry. So (laughs) I wanted just to talk to you about, so anyway, that was actually a really long preamble, which I'm so guilty of on this show, but something to work on. So my point was that you've got, you've worked through different relationships and friendship stuff. And I wanted to talk to you about some advice there, because I've been learning a lot from how you handle it. So I was going to ask you, when it comes to friendships, I feel like people think that they don't take a lot of work, but I think that they do. And so what is it that you do to make sure that you maintain your friendships? Like, what are the steps or what are the things you make sure you're doing? Okay. This might sound fucked up. Okay. But I'm going to say it anyways because it's true. Okay. Um, So I think... A lot of times when you feel like you have a friend that isn't giving you as much as you're giving them, um, it's because they have, like, too many projects going on. And by projects, I mean friends. Okay. And that's the thing is I think there's there's always, like, there's you can't ever have, like, too many friends. But you have to prioritize the ones that are, like, the most important to you that you want to, like, build your relationships with. Okay. You can't just half-ass a bunch of people. Right. So that's the thing is I was in like middle school. I kind of did that sometimes because I just wanted to be like popular or whatever. When I got into high school, I was like, okay, I'm over this. Like, I just want to find my people. And so I think I have like five or six friends that I just like love. Like, even though like they can be annoying sometimes, like they can, like everyone can. But like, I know who is going to be there for me. Like what, like whenever I need it, like if I ever do need it, like for whatever, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to cherish those friendships and I'm going to spend time with them and make sure like. I'm seeing them regularly, which I think is easier for like a kid's schedule. I feel yeah, like, but still, which, I but think like grown-ups should you make time. grown-ups, quote unquote, should make time. Yeah, I think so. You make sure you see them regularly and you check in. I think that's the most important part. Like, I don't need to see my friend all the time if I know that like she's texting me like once every like few days, being like, "Hey, like, how is it? Like, what's new? Like, you know, checking in on me or if she knows something's going on, she's checking in." So I make sure to like reciprocate that. You know, I check in on my people. Right. It's the same way you do with like your kids. That's how the way I look at it is if like if you love and care about your kids, obviously that's gonna be a little bit different than friendships. Yes. But I'm like you check in on your people and you're there for your people. Right. So you like but that's the thing is if you have like thirty like quote unquote friends. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't There's no do way. That. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to really think about like who is like making your life better. And that's the thing is I think with relationships, that was the easiest part for me to like um, figure out because everyone's going to go through like hardships you know like in different relationships but I think your people should be making your life easier not harder 
But they can go through like a trying time. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's going to go through hardships, you know, like little ups and downs. But in general, overall, the people in your life should be making it easier, not harder. Okay. That's a good rule of thumb. So let's say there's someone that like you don't, I mean, all people, you know, you have love for humans, but like, let's say there is a friend that turns out you thought was making your life easier, but then actually when you look at it, like over the past, whatever time, they're not making it easier and they're either just they never give back or maybe there could even be at the other end of the spectrum where they're just like toxic and you know not positive friend to have how do you like should you have a conversation okay so I'm I mean I'm gonna talk about my best friend right now I'm not gonna name her she doesn't exactly I'm gonna put her on blast she doesn't care because we whatever she would do the same okay um we were best friends since like seventh grade um and I think we were really good for each other, like, growing up, like, middle school it was, like, perfect. And then I think sophomore year of high school, we both were just changing a lot, and it wasn't working out. So we kind of – we didn't handle it right. We should have just been, like, hey, we need to take, like, a break from being friends. You know, we kind of got in a huge fight because that's what teenage girls do. Yeah. And didn't talk for a while. But I think looking back on it, it would have – because everyone changes, you know? And so I think, like, you're compatible with certain people at certain times. That's why people come and go out of your life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I mean, so for a little bit there, we weren't compatible. We should have handled that better. But I think, yeah, you could be like, hey, like, maybe we should take a break. It's not out of, like, loss of love for that right. person. But it's like, sometimes it's just not working out. You right. know what I'm right at that point. It's like a, lo- it's like a romantic relationship. Sometimes yes. you have to end it for a little bit. Right. And get back together or not get back together. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can do that with friendships. I don't know why we don't do that. But it's, it's so weird. weird like, but it's so normal in a, like, romantic relationship. But, and then now we're, like, be- we've been best friends again for, like, the past year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we just needed time. And then like after that time we started – we're still not the same people we were in middle school. No. But whoever we evolved into is now compatible again to have a friendship. And there's certain things that's like – I think it's hard to realize like we get annoyed with each other about little things, you know, and um, that doesn't mean that we're making each other's lives harder. Like I love being able to go to her. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But at the same time, it's like you can't expect each friend to do everything for you. Right, one person can't be everything. Exactly, because can you be everything for everyone? Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, exactly. It's impossible. Like, so I have a certain friend that I go to if I'm like feeling down. I want to go out and have fun, or like if I need to have a serious conversation. But I don't have one friend that can do both of those things. But that's okay, and you can't get mad at that friend. You just need to figure out which friends are for what. Right, and so for you, you wish when I mean, you all ended up taking a break as a as a friendship break. Um, but you wish that you'd actually like codified that like said out loud yeah, made it like official like i love you, you say at, in like a romantic relationship right. i don't yeah. know why we don't do that now that i'm thinking about it that's yeah, why weird. don't we do that i don't know but that's the same thing like when i like i've i mean i'm officially broken up with my boyfriend now but when we broke we like broke up before and got back together and i i remember you have to have a conversation you can't just be like i hate you i'm not talking to you anymore right you know what i'm well, saying well some people do that but yeah I, it's but i just whatever right. so you're like i love you i need to take a break from this like maybe later in life i don't know why we don't do that with our girlfriends like maybe that's just like do you think it seems weird? Do you think and guys, I think just, you know, again, not to be completely um, going into stereotypical gender roles and behaviors, but I feel like guys either are upfront or they just don't care enough to talk about it. But I think, do you find, I mean, I know for, I'm going to out myself, you're much better at confrontation when it's needed and like honest that. communication. I think I'm <laughs> getting better, but I'm not there yet. Do you think maybe it's because oh, girls, sorry, I just kicked you, women and girls, are just less inclined to like, quote unquote, have those hard conversations and confront each other. Yeah, I think so. And I think like, like maybe it's fear of rejection. Yeah, or maybe. Something. 
I, it's just weird because it's like now that I think about it, I've never really thought about it like that. But I'm like, we do that in romantic relationships when we want to take a break. Right. Like, why don't we do that in friendships? We should. Yeah. And let's say, let's say you've, okay, so let's say you're taking a break because it's just not working, but it just never comes back together. That's okay too, That's right? Okay. Because it's just the ebb and flow of life. It's, and it's the same way that like if you broke up with a boyfriend and you were like, maybe we'll get back together and then you just don't end up like. Right together then it then it's okay but it's not okay with friends like you know what i'm yeah, saying it's, that's it's so all relationships weird. it's true and there's a certain amount of maturity that goes in that too because you're you know um, i would say very mature for your age and so maybe a lot of you know teens don't have the tools um or just that like the experience to be like how to even have that conversation and i think people are scared to have the conversation um because like people won't take them seriously or they're not going to get the response they want but i think we can all agree that, like, when you're told the truth instead of just kind of being brushed off or, like, someone's just, like, not really, like, texting you back or, like, you'd rather mm -hmm. someone just be like, hey, I'm not vibing you right now. So you right. can just drop it. I know it's going to, like, there's some healing or whatever. Yes. But, like, it's the same way that, like, when I talk to guys or whatever, like, and I know that, like, they want something more. I'll I will say, like, hey, I'm not, like, I can't do that right now. Like, I'm sorry. I won't just leave them texting me and not responding. It's the same way you can't just, like, drop a relationship and not say anything. Right. That's the thing is because on the other – if it was the other way, I know it's hard to have the conversation. But when it's the other way around, you're like, just text me back. Right. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, well, it's hard, though, because it, yeah. it does get hurtful. And like you said, even if the truth hurts, quote, unquote. Just you want – it's easier to move on yeah. if you have the truth. Yeah, because it just – the unknown is, like, you can – Because I mean, then your brain will just yes, go, go, and stories. go. And if someone's like, hey, I can't do this right now because I – like, yes. even if they're like, I don't like you. Right. I'd rather hear that than just have them like not respond. I'm like, what happened? Right. I think the other thing that complicates it, like um, not just in high school, but beyond, because I think women still tend to congregate or organize themselves into groups and stuff like that, is that I think if you feel like you're going to take a break from one friend, but you're part of a group, you know, how does that affect the group dynamic? And so you might be afraid to say something because you don't want to yeah. not be part of that group. But I think there has to be grace, like, for the group to understand too that hey just because like Carrie and Jeannie aren't going to be tight right now doesn't mean like they should you should be mature about it you can still be in the same room you know you make well, that's just, the thing you know is what I mean? like if you're part of a group that's why I think the conversation is so important because if you're part of a group actually not having the conversation damages it more because then there's like I don't know another word like there's like beef <laughs> like yeah. I don't know another word to no, say no but like, there's beef but and so then like that creates like tension and like weird for the whole group. For everyone, but so then it's like you can't be in the same room because you guys like hate each other, like whatever. But then if you have like a mature conversation, and you're like, it's fine. We're just taking like a break. You can still hang out with a person, but just maybe like not every day or like not yes. as often. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's a mature conversation because it's less like hurt. Right. And just make anger. sure. Because when people are angry. Yeah, it's ugly. Bad, bad things shit happen. Happens. It's true. And I think and just making having the conversation and being honest and telling the friend group too, being open with them like, hey me and so-and-so are taking a break from like being super tight yeah. like we're still friends and it seems friends. weird to say like it seems like no. weird to have that conversation but I think you know it what lets I'm everybody yeah. know and then there's no weird like and then also how are you supposed to grow as a person if you're not uncomfortable every once in a while a well, lot of the time actually yeah no and that's a really good point I think that people seek comfort but actually, and there's something I, I have to look further into it. But I saw this account on Instagram called Seek Discomfort, and I was yeah. going to look into it and see like I know, what I it's hate about. Being comfortable. I think it's boring. I think it's like you're stagnant. I don't like it. Well, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to stay in the same place for the rest of my life. Right, but you, <laughs> and I agree with you. Yeah, I hate it. I want to be uncomfortable all the time. Because, but you have an appetite, and you're have a strong will to grow. And I think a lot of people um, b 
that are more fear-based, which is again, a non-judgmental statement. Like we're, we were raised and by a lot of our parents raised us to be, to be scared of yeah. stuff. I'm I, Here's the thing. I'm not, not scared. Like I'm scared of everything. <laughs> I'm scared of like heights, like let alone like becoming a different person, leaving other people behind. Like that's scary to me. But I know what I was like. I know I'm here, not not even in a religious way, but I know, like, what I'm here to do, and that's be, like, a therapist and, like, heal people in whatever way I can, you know? So if I'm not my very best self, then I'm letting other people down. Right. And I'm letting myself down because then yes. I can't help other people. I'm not, like, fulfilling, like, my happiness. You know what I'm saying? Right. So every time I have to do something hard, I just view it like I need to do this for other people and I need to do it for myself or else, like, what's the point? What am right. I doing? I think that people need to get, you know, think about that mindset because I, I think that it goes so counter to what a lot of people are like, well, if this is uncomfortable, I shouldn't do it, right? It's like the universe telling me it's not the right path. And that's not necessarily the truth. Sometimes it is. I mean, yeah. you just don't, you have to have the judgment for that. But I do agree that, you know, growth is not comfortable. And it is better for us all to show up as our like, you know, evolved selves. It's always changing. Um, but I think it takes a certain amount of bravery and insight and also having people around you that support the growth, right, that are exactly. like-minded. And like we talked about trying to find like-minded people to hang out with because I think that's one of the things when you read a lot of self-help stuff is like just find your tribe, you know. And, and it's, like where pull it out of my ass? Yeah, it's like, like not always easy, right? And so that's one thing where I think that like um, if you have people around you that support your growth because some people be, – and it's not – like a slam on you personally, but it feels like it at the time. But some people don't want you to grow because it scares them, right? They're they're worried they're going to lose you to a new path or well, that you're going to lose you in a certain way. Yeah. So that's the thing is like you're no longer like just serving them. You're serving yourself too. And they don't like that because it's less attention. Yes. Which is not, I'm not saying that's a bad person thing to do, but if you're used to a certain amount of attention, you're not getting anymore. Like everyone's going to be like, what's you up? You know, like I do that when people do that to me, but then I have to realize like, hey, like they're growing. Stuff's always changing, you know? But I mean, like to leave my, ex-boyfriend was super difficult for me but I was like it's just not I could stay I'm like it's not terrible to stay in this that that's the hard part is I think like people are like you have to like only leave when it's toxic or like terrible or you know what I'm saying but I'm like well there's either staying in something and like not growing you're not hurting yourself you're just not moving right or you're moving forward it's either that so you doesn't always have to be moving back to be bad movement like right. not moving at all is bad is bad movement too well, and I think that there are a lot of, I mean, I think it's like, you know, again, once, once again, I feel like it's human nature sometimes to just like stay and deal. And, you know, there are certain great things about that, you know, if you're just in a hard yeah. point in a relationship, but at the same time, if it's like this. Because you're scared to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you want to open a new door, the new door's not just going to shove itself in like it's in your right. face. Like when you're in a you gotta room, walk. you got to go in the hallway, close the other door, wait right. in the hallway for a second. You got to find the other right. door. Which is hard. And, and um, Jenny Trustick and I talked about that on her podcast in episode two was like the hallway for people is excruciating. Like yeah. not knowing. No, I'm not saying like I don't like it that much. Like it's like it can be scary. Yes. But then I just try to be like, you know what? Like. I'll be thankful for this when I find my next thing. Right. And you have to just keep, and it's like constantly talking to yourself. It's and like when driving I, into like a cloud and you can't even see anything. No, I know. It's so far. And that's how I felt. Like, when, I have to go. Like, like I have nowhere else to yeah, go. Yeah, totally. I felt you like have that to go home. when your dad and I were getting divorced. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I felt like so unknown and like being in a plane in the clouds where you're like, where the heck is this no, going? You just have to, like, there's, if it's so foggy, like it's so, it's like one of those mornings in winter when it's like you literally can't see anything. It's like yeah. a snowstorm, but and it's, it's scary. And you, but you have to, like, you can't just sit where you are. Like, people are going to hit you. Yeah, true. I go. 
It's true. You have to. So you do have it. to keep moving. Yeah. Forward, which is great. Do you feel like, um, for you, with like the romantic relationships? I feel like it's so different. Like when I went to high school, everybody, not everybody, a lot of people paired off and had like, they were couples and like, you just were couples. It seems like people are like, and maybe because they, maybe they're growth minded and just know when it's over and need to move on. But are people even dating people for long periods of time? Yeah. 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 Sorry. (laughs) I kind of threw a rock in that one. No. So (laughs) do they still? Yeah. It's still a very like, yeah. So there are couples. Yeah. Yeah. And because I see, also see a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I've seen people graduate high school without ever dating. And that to me is kind of a trip too. It's like, um, and not to judge where they're at, but to me, it's like high school is such a great time to learn about how to be in a relationship like that. Yeah. Well, that and that's the thing is I think that was really good for me because I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like there were certain points where I, d- I definitely did not handle it the right way. Or I was like being a bitch about something that I shouldn't have been like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But you can't be mad at yourself because like what? I was 16 when I got into it. Not like I'm so much older now, but I mean, like I was like a, just a freshman. Like that's cra- I, You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I just, I don't know. Like you're going to make mistakes and it's better to make those when like you're allowed to make them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like when you're in, like when you're getting out of college or whatever, if you're being like very immature, like the guy's going to be like, okay, that's messed up. Like, like, didn't you already learn that? Yeah, exactly. You should have already learned that. You know what I'm saying? But I think for the people around you, like it's also, even if you don't have one, but your friends do like you hear everything. Yeah. So that's the thing you kind of learn that way, even if you're not in one, but I think that was so good for me. I'm like, I, and you have to, the hardest part is like, I look back on stuff and I'm like, I feel so bad for doing that. But like, I left for a reason to grow and there's no way I can grow if I don't forgive everyone involved, including yourself. Yeah. I think that's a hard thing is people are like, okay, I forgive that person. Like, and then you're like, so you forgive them. So you're just mad at yourself for what you did. But then like, right. well, that's still, you have to forgive you too. It's holding you back. Cause I like, I did some fucked up. Yeah. Like said some things that I shouldn't have said. Like right. everyone does. Like, yes, there's always time in your life, but I can't sit here and be like, I hate myself for that. Well, you'll still do that as do? an adult. I mean, yeah, because I'm not going to move <laughs> like, though. Like if I'm like, if right. I'm like mad at myself, I'm like, so I'm uncomfortable being, cause like being alone is not always the fun. No, it's going to be like sad. Yeah. So I'm like, I left to grow. Right. I'm uncomfortable. But then if I'm still mad at myself, then I'm just mad and not moving and alone. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, then what's then the point what? of that? Well, I remember I've gone through the exercise because you told me to, which was awesome about like the forgiveness thing. And like you said, forgive the other person, whatever the case may be, relationship, job, whatever, and then forgive yourself and forgiving the other person and writing that list and really meditating on it wasn't as hard as the list about forgiving myself for stuff. Like I really struggled. Yeah. And, you know, that's – it's so – we're so hard on ourselves. Well, that's the thing is, like, if you move out of the situation to grow, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, with your, like, a business Anything. thing. Yeah. yeah. But then – so you're uncomfortable because you're, like, just moved out of a situation that right. you didn't know you were – think you were going to leave. Plus, like, you're not growing if you don't forgive yourself. Plus, you're just angry and sitting there. Then it's like, you can just go back to the situation then. Right. Because then you would – then you're, you're like, getting rid of one of the things. Right. Totally. So it's like, you got to get rid of all the things and then go. And then move. Yeah. What's it like right now with, like, sex and teens? Like, do you feel like – because I think about it a lot. Like, you know, and it probably hasn't changed. Like, I'd like, I like to think things have changed, but it's, like, <laughs> hasn't been that long. I'm not that old. But is there pressure? Like, are, do you feel like the the young women, the girls you know, are good at standing up for themselves and advocating for themselves if there's pressure applied by a guy or any other partner to, like, do – 
to have sex or do sexual things that they don't they're not comfortable with. That's hard for me to speak broadly about. I just because all me and my friends are very the friends of mine that are like doing that are very like strong minded. You know what I'm saying? So we're the type of girls that would be like, get the fuck out. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I know there's probably some girls. I think it's just the way it's always been where it's like there's some girls that are going to say like speak up and there's some girls that aren't. But what I think is different is the dialogue around um, sex and being pressured and stuff. It's much easier to talk about now. Okay. Than I think than it was back then. So I think stuff still happens. Okay. And there's still people being pressured. Yes. And stuff like that. But I think it's easier to talk about now. Like to someone else. To Yes. So, okay. What about like for, I was watching this um, episode last night on Netflix of Working Moms, which is like such this funny comedy. And they were showing, you know, like a, a uh, like a man that was newly divorced was, you know, trying to like hook up with this like on a date. But he had been told by his girl, his friends that are girls, his women friends, like, you have to ask for consent. Like, it's like, you know, which, you know, again, it always should be consensual. Yeah, but, like, but you he have to w- ask for it. Yes. So, but he was like, can I, can I kiss you on the lips, please? And then he's like, can I put my tongue in your mouth, please? Like, he was asking for consent, like, at every step. May I please put my hand on your stomach? Like, and, and the girl was like, the woman was like. I'm out. Like, yeah. this is, feels too okay, weird. You don't have to do that. But I think, like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's aggressive. No, it is yeah. creepy. So, but I, I just want to know, like, are people asking for consent? Like, I know you're you're just one person in the world. But, like, do you feel like? I guess for me, not to, like, out, I'm not, like. <laughs> no, but it's, or let's say, do you feel like people. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to talk. Okay. I think that um, can, I really appreciate, like, I mean, I think the idea that cons- consent can be revoked at any time. Okay. So for like by anyone, the girl or the guy, right? Or non-binary, whatever. Right. So, but I think that, like, you don't have to ask for consent at like every stage. <laughs> Maybe just the the main. Yes, the, the main, main the main stages. Act. Yes. Yeah. Like the first, and then like yes, in the middle where it's getting serious. Then things. this, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I like but, how we can like drop f bombs, but we can't. We won't say like sex. So that's fine. I mean, I just I don't know because I'm like I don't. Right. Yes, I know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But let's just say you knew somebody. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So when you kiss them, and then when you yes. fuck them, right? Then yes. You ask for at both of those stages. Is right. that better for you? Yes. Is that what you want to mean? I just want it's like clear for the audience. <laughs> okay. You perfect. Know? So um. And I'm not usually worried about talking about it. It's just weird, like, to a bunch of, like... Well, we don't have to air this episode ever friends. if we don't. Yeah. No, I love it. We okay. can talk about sex. Okay. Whatever. I'm over it. Um, I think you ask at those two crucial points. Like, yes. I've had people ask, like, can I kiss you? And I'm like, that's better than just, like, going ham on me. Right. You know no, what I'm saying? I but if you're in a relationship, like, that doesn't mean you just get to fuck them whenever you want. No. But, like, I mean, I mean you just probably assume that your partner would be fine. With, like, right. But, I mean, at any time, lips. like you said, it's the... But then they can... I think it's... An, then after that basis is set, like not just after like a hookup, but like right. if you're in a relationship, like then they can be like, hey, I'm not really in the mood. Like I don't feel or even in the middle, they can say whatever they want. But you don't have to like keep asking if it's OK because they can tell you. Yes. That's the thing is like I kind of feel like if a guy keeps asking me, I'm like, it's nice. But then do you think that I can't speak up for myself? Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't need someone to ask me a question for me to be able to give an answer. Does that make yes, sense? Totally does. And so like. Where are most of the young women your age learning this? 
you know, this messaging? Like, where are they learning that they are empowered to say no? Where are they learning about social media okay. and like articles and like the stuff that's going on in the news? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, I mean, I'm so, I'm like saddened by like where we are with a lot of the stuff that's but coming I mean, out. Like, it's good. Like, believe, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, me too, like, with yes. stuff like that. All that coming out. And, like, I even learn about that. Like, I see it on the news, obviously. But then, like, I read about it in some of my classes. Like, we do, like, okay, activities good. with it. You know what I'm saying? But majority of it, yeah, like, the news and social media, I would say, like, all those, like, um, not programs. Like, No, it's, a, it's like that programming. You, it's yeah. like that media. Yeah. You're getting that messaging, which is good. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's one great thing about social media. And there are other good things about it. Yeah. Tell me what it's been like to grow up with social oh God, media. <laughs> I mean, is it terrible? Okay. I guess it's the type of thing where it's like, it's just, you, you just, as like a kid, you just wish like you, like now you just wish you grew up in like your parents' age. Cause you're like, that seems so much more fun. And relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's stressful. Yeah. I'm stressed. Like, I don't want to like have to take a picture to post on Instagram and be like, do I look fat in this right now? Which obviously that goes to like what every other like type of thing. Yes. But then I'm like, does like my teeth look yellow? Like I'm like, I can't even post this now cause I've looked at it too long. Really? Or like sometimes I'll be like, I look so pretty in this, and I'll post it on my Instagram, and then after like looking at it on my Instagram for like a month, I'll be like, I look. Why did I even post this? <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. But then it's like in life, I'm just like, oh, I think I like look fine. Like, I, I don't. Even, I'm not one to really give that much of a shit about like. Right. But I think a lot of people do. No, 100%. But that's the thing. So I'm like, if I'm saying that it's a lot of pressure and I don't care that much, really, usually, yeah. Then the people who do give a lot of fucks about it, like, yeah. I feel bad because like i'm even affected by it and i don't really care that much so it's like it affects obviously body image and just like it's just so much pressure like it's like you like you have to talk to people all the time. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, yeah. if i don't respond to my friends i get pissed yeah which oh, i do too that's interesting so, like, but like that's the thing is like you just always have to like be talking to people and sometimes I'm like i don't want to talk to you like i just want to go like take a nap like is it not okay to, to like say you want to check out you can, but then it's like everyone's like, "Are you okay?" Like, it's like you like, might have died. It's like you're gonna kill yourself. Basically, yeah. it's like if you're like, you "I want to take a break on Snapchat. my phone," they're like, "You think you're gonna kill yourself?" What about like the FOMO thing? <laughs> like, is there like FOMO where it's like? I mean, I don't have it. Not to be like I'm above whatever. I just I'm the type of person that would rather be in my bed than go out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get plans, it's very rare that I'm like. Okay, f I will go out. Like I want to be in my bed. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I want but not to because be you're depressed, just because no, it's but relaxing. because it's comfortable and I don't. I can <laughs> chill. I'm out doing things all the time, like school, right. like whatever. I'm like, I don't want to go out right now. I want to lay in my bed. But how do other people that aren't like really bed they bed people they get anxiety about not being invited to things? I guess it's just different for me because everyone wants to be invited to parties and everyone wants to like. So then when they're not, they freak out. But going to a party sounds like the actual worst thing in the world to me. So I guess I just can't speak on that because I'm just like, that sounds terrible. Tell me why. Because I don't like drinking. Okay. Because I've been around. I mean, I'm not going to out anybody in my life right now, but I just grew up around it. And it's yes. like, to me, that's like, just, just not, I'm like, I don't need it, whatever. And then I just don't want, like, I'd rather just chill with my friends and like go watch like Lion King or something. Like I'm literally like three years old. Like I'd rather just like go get food. You're three and you're like 33 at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, I'd rather just like go lay more by the pool. Though. Totally is. It is more mature, but it's like, but it's so common like to want to be invited to and the it's, party. I mean like you know? not to like whatever, like the cops don't have evidence of me doing it. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like I have like, of course. but every time I do, I'm like, I hate it. Like I don't want to go do this every weekend. Like I would rather like 
spend time with my friends during the day, like go to the pool, go to the beach, and then like be home in bed at, by 10 and like be comfortable and go to bed and go to You are so ready to be an adult because that's pretty much adulting. <laughs> and like get up in the morning and go to spin. <laughs> right? You know what I'm I mean, saying? Ready. <laughs> and then like meet my friends at Jan's and then yeah, like, totally. like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. walk around, blah, blah, blah. You kind of sound like a Newport Beach housewife. I'm not going to say, but you do. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I guess I don't have any like inclination to do that. But and I other guess- people... Social media does make people feel bad, though. That's that what I'm saying. It's, like, it's just hard for me to speak on that because yeah. I don't But have, you see it. But I see it. And my friends, like, for sure. I guess the difference for me, too, is... And we talk about this all the time, me and you, where it's, like, not to, like, toot my own horn, but I feel like I did, like, go through a lot of stuff at a very young age. So yes. I've, like, been, like, pretty mature for, like, a long time. And I think, like, I can't expect that of everyone because, like, hopefully not everyone has, like, You don't want everyone to like go that. through that yeah. stuff. But I think that's the thing for me is, like, I just don't see a point in, like, going out and partying and pretending like I, like, like people I don't like or, like, want to be friends with people I don't want to be friends with. Like, I think that's just very, like, a waste of time to me. So that's, like, but I'm not hating on people that do it because they don't, like, I feel like, and even they'll have fun experiences, like, whatever, that's fine. But I can have different fun experiences that I think. It's just everyone has, like, a different mindset. Correct. You know, so I'm not, like, I think it's stupid for me. But right. that doesn't mean it has to be stupid for right. you. Right, you don't judge people that do it. Because you have a different mindset than me. Not yes. a worse one or a better one, just a different no, one. No, it's like what's going to make you happy. But it's just happy. my mindset is different. What makes me happy is having a Greek yogurt pop in bed and watching Orange <laughs> is the New Black. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it sounds home by 10. pretty stellar. I have a question. Yeah. Yeah, Murphy yes. has a question. <clears throat> okay, so I believe that you don't need to go to those parties that can be kind of too pressure-packed and a little superficial. Yeah. Um, and I get that, but is there some things, but there's a little bit of me that thinks there's stuff though that you do wish you could go to. Cause sometimes it's just, it's fun to go get socially engaged. I'm not saying you don't. Yeah. Are there some things though that you don't want to go to social gatherings that you do stay away from? Like that I would want to go to? Yes, but you don't. Like, honestly, no. Like, here's the okay. thing. I remember, I mean, all the girls that are considered like popular whatever in high school i feel like newport's very weird where like everyone kind of does their own thing but like the ones that party i guess i was friends with them throughout all of elementary school all of middle school and then the first year of high school and i remember it's like this very like pivotal thing in my mind i remember i was on the bus for on like tennis and someone was like do you want me to add you to this group text and it's all the girls that are still friends right now like that go out and party and I sat there for a second and i literally was like i thought about like what i want my life to look like and i was like no I literally was like, please don't. <laughs> so there's nothing that you would want to go to that you don't go to? Like party-wise? Something where you put yourself out there a little bit. Because parties, they, they can be they can be fun. Because you, you can also go yeah. there and not drink. Yeah. And just kind of look at the circus. It's fun to kind of go and people I watch. guess the people that go to the party. I like going to parties when my friends have them. And I do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, then your answer is there's nothing that you want to do that you don't do. You do everything you want to do. That's great. As of right now. I'm not saying there's certain times like I think when I would have like fear of missing out was a lot when I was like younger like middle school time you know when like I was in that group and I wasn't being invited to things but like when I'm not in the group and I guess it's different for me a little bit too because I know I could be in the group whereas like my friends just don't have that in you know so they're like I want to go to that and I can't I'm like I could go to that but I don't want to go to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that's I think that's a difference. It's like if I knew I like wasn't like I like if I wanted to be like friends if it with wasn't people, an option, it might feel bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If it wasn't an option, and I'm like those people don't like me, they don't want me there, then I would be like bummed and bad. Oh, but I'm rare. like that's rare. That's good because there's nothing that you that you're you know 
we're afraid of a lot of things. Yeah. Even if it's light, little, oh, I don't want to go to that. Maybe there's a little underlying thing that is the reason you're not going. But yeah. that's awesome. There's, no, and it sounds like go. I'm bullshitting you right no, now, no, no, no. but I, like I I'm serious. That. I just wanted to pro, pro a little <laughs> bit and go, is there anything though that you could put no, it was good to be out there doing anything? Doesn't mean so. Yeah. Is there something that you're holding yourself back from a little bit? Probably like in classes and stuff. I don't, I just talk to the people that I like want to talk to. I probably could make more like friends. Like during school time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just like, I don't, I, I am so like, there, it's hard for me because I'm just like, I can talk to people. I have no problem. Like we were at the nail salon yesterday and we ran into someone who I haven't talked to in like ages and I had a full conversation with her for like 45 minutes. Right. I don't have a problem socializing. I'm just very picky about who I socialize with, which is probably not like the best trait in the world. But I'm just so used to, like, I'm, like, very, I have no patience. Like, that is my one, like, not my one. I have lots of flaws. That is one of the biggest flaws that I have. I have no idea, actually. I just get so frustrated so quickly. So I'm, like, I'm already at school, and I'm already, like, hating. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, do I want to talk to someone and get impatient? Like, a lot of the time, I'm, like, and I think it's just where we live, too. I guess everywhere has their stuff, but, like, where we live is really hard for me because I've, I've grown up being so, like, open and liberal and, like, whatever. And I get very, like, people are very, at my school. Conservative. Conservative. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like. Class discussions. Class or, discussions mm. or whatever. Newport, Newport Harbor. Harbor. Okay, yeah. Like, class discussions yeah. and stuff. Like, I literally, if I say anything liberal, I just get, like, <laughs> attacked. Yeah. They're, like, but Donald Trump. And I'm, like, okay. I thought it was pretty mixed. There's a lot of liberals. A lot of surfers. surfers aren't. Conservative? I mean, people aren't conservative. Maybe they are. It's no. it's a money thing. Right, I right. feel like. Well, last thing, and then I'm out of your podcast. Okay, I kind of <laughs> like it. I do patience. too. This is great. You said patience. I just like to dig. I, I like to direct. I like yeah. it. You you said patience. <laughs> okay, so what thing about you do you think it would be better for you to be a little more patient? Like that? There's a bug in you. Go. Yeah, I could be more patient. I don't know why. I want to know though. I don't know why. What, yeah. In what what's it, be like? In what situation? Learn to be just so patient. Like what would How be would better? Benefit you. I would probably have a lot missing? more friends, like people that like I would get along with, you know, real people. real people. Then why are you holding yourself back from? I don't know. That's a really good question. I guess like, I think what's hard for me too is like going back to like the maturity piece. Like, I have a hard time with people my age because I feel like I'm a little bit like not ahead in everything, but like in that sense, like socially, like I. So even with my own friends, like sometimes I'm like, there was something that happened last night that I was like. There's such an easy way to handle this situation in my mind. And I'm like, I don't understand why you can't do it. Like, that's the thing. So I just get patient, like impatient with people like that. Because I'm like, so that's why I think like with guys and with friendships, I normally end up like hanging out with older people because like it's just we're on the same level. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm like missing for like friends my age because I just can't like the level is just like it's off. You know what I'm saying? It's actually a mature insight. You follow me? Totally. Because she's saying, I'm on this level. And I get that. Some people yes. can be. They're on uh, uh, this level. Uh, uh. But in a way, she's saying, like, I kind of wish, though. Yeah. It wasn't so yes. wise. And I, I wish w- I was just could run around and be kind of, like you were saying Stupid. about yeah. social media. <laughs> I wish I could just run around and be a little more carefree. Like a kid. That's the thing, is I'm always doing something. That. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing, is I wish I could just be more of a kid sometimes. Yes. And it's an, it's like, it can get annoying, and I think that's the thing, is I always have to remind myself, like even yesterday when like stuff happened with my yeah. friend, I said to you, I was like, yes, I am annoyed, and yes, it would be so easy for me to get mad right now, but I'm like, mad at her for what? Like, she has no idea. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I know, but she doesn't She doesn't know. have that experience or that tool yet. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, I can't get mad. So I'm, 
No, hijack's over. Oh, Murphy's we going. We liked it. We loved it. It's interactive. No, that added a lot, actually. Don't you think? I like getting called out. Yeah. Okay, I'll call you out more. Okay, perfect. Just kidding. I'm not going to. Murphy can. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, Murphy, don't feed the beast, but maybe you should. I think she'd have an amazing show. <laughs> Can we talk about, um, well, tell me of the following topics, what are the most interesting to you? How about that? Okay. So here are the other things I want to talk to you about. We've covered a lot of ground. I want to talk about, like, mental health issues mm-hmm. and your age group. Mm-hmm. We're crazy. Uh, uh, We're all depressed. You know, that's well, I want to talk about why everyone is, is okay. Depressed. So there's that topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like the whole member, you know, the rants that we go on about school and college and all that bullshit. Yeah, I think that's also, well, I mean, we can get there if we want, but that's I think mental health is more important than that one. Okay, good. And I've already talked about the university blues with Atlanta, so we don't yeah. have to maybe do that. LGBTQ stuff. Should I just save that for Liam when Liam is interviewed? Is that happening? I'm a hope. I okay. don't know. I'm just making it happen. Okay, good luck. So, okay. All right. So should we talk about mental health? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Love that for us. Yes. Okay. So can we talk about, and again, you're not like a scientist or a therapist yet. Yet. Yeah. So. A scientist. Well, you know what I mean? Like you're not doing. I'll just give you my opinion. Yeah. Because I was going to say like, you can't. Because to me. Okay. Because to me, and again, like all I have is my own experience to go on. Right. So when I was your age, I had mental health issues. I still do. You know, but I think that I felt like, yeah, and I felt like my friends didn't, but of course they probably did. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. So do you think it's probably just as prevalent now? Everyone's fucked up and everyone's always been fucked up. Okay, perfect. So are we done? Is that the topic? (laughs) No. But I'm saying with that, like not, it's not new, but I think it's, I think depression and anxiety actually have been a lot more prevalent than they used to be. There's always been mental health issues. It didn't just like surface now. Right. Can we talk about why? Yeah. Sorry, I kind of just like took your sentence. No, it's great. But I knew it was going to be a long sentence and I just didn't want it to go. I know. Speaking of patience. (laughs) Speaking of, well, I already said I didn't have any. JK Lowell. So it's not like a new thing. Um, I think honestly, like it sounds so boring to be like, it's school, but it is. Like, I think when you grow up and there's like, Yes, like schoolwork is easier because we have the internet, but teachers know that. So then we have so much. So it's like your whole life is school all the time. You go to school, you go home and you do six hours of homework and you go to bed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the thing is like, that's your whole life. And I feel like that's really depressing, especially in high school, because it's like in college, you sign up for what you want to take and what you're interested in. Right. But in high school, it's like, it's just a lot of shit you don't care about. Yeah. Or that I don't think you'll ever need. Exactly. So then it's just like, you're like bummed. Like, this is my whole life. And we'll get to that because I mean, I do different schedule because I realize that, you know what I'm saying? But I think that's a big part. And then there's so much like pressure to get good grades. Like I remember like in movies or whatever, it used to be like cute to be dumb. Like now it's not like if you're dumb, like people are like, do people at school judge you if you're stupid? Yeah. It used to be cool. Yeah. No, people at school, like, if you get a bad grade on a test and people know about it, you get, like, judged. Are you serious? Like, you need to be smart. Wow. That used to be, like... It's, like, cool to be smart. It used to be the opposite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think that's the other thing is, like, everyone has to be smart. Why is that? I don't... I think it's the competition. Like, now it's, like, everyone has, like, to go to college and it's, like, it's hard now. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, that you're competing against each other. That sucks, actually. I didn't really know until you said that that it was like that because when I was growing up like and I got good grades I was like a nerd no yeah no like I have like a let me put this in perspective for you I have a 4.2 okay and I would say like that is on the lower end right now a 4.2 is mm-hmm. 
One of my friends has a 4.7. What? Because they take all hard classes and then they, it's just more like their life is whatever. APs or whatever. I guess, I mean, I've grown up with really bad, like, depression, anxiety. Not, I mean, some of it's situational, but a lot of it is just chemical. Yeah. But, um, which, it's super fun for me. I love that. Sorry, my bad. It's fine. I forgive you. Okay. And I forgive myself. Look at how crazy yes, that is. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but I think, like, I realized that, and I remember, like, sophomore year, I was just like, I hate this. Like, I hate my life right now, and I don't want to hate my life right now. So I like took it upon myself to do like half independent study, mm -hmm. like online classes. And so I'm not at school as often. I w I'm at school like one every other day. It's different, you know, block schedule. But like one time I'm like there for an hour and a half. The next I'm there for like four. You know what I'm saying? You And then I like I'm not taking all APs right. because I know. And I guess for me, it's different because I'm not like I'm smart, but I'm not like a brainiac. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go to school for like. Engineering. Engineering. You know, I want to go to school for psychology. So I'm like, I'll get in where I need to go. Yes. So I'm not trying to go to Yale right. or like Princeton. I want to go to like... Somewhere else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can go to like a Cal State full or yes. and be happy. You know what I'm right. saying? It's just about me making, finding my people there. So I think like my thing is like, I'm not loading myself up to where... And I get it's hard because it's like, there's so much pressure to do that. But I'm just like, I don't, like, I either, like, stay on level with everyone and, like, feel like I'm, like, part of it or I, like, don't want to kill myself. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. It's like, I can't, for me, I just get so overwhelmed and anxious that I'm like, I can't take all APs and be there all day, every day, and then do it all when I get home. But I know some of my friends that, like, my one of my best friends is, like, she does that. She has a 4.7. Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, like, she loves it because it gives her something to do. Right. Because she doesn't do anything else. Like, I volunteer twice a week. Like, you know, I work out. Like, I right. go and do stuff. And she, But, it, like, she likes it because it, like, gives her balance and something to do, which she doesn't really have in her yeah, life. Yeah, so that's her choice, right? That's okay. You know what I'm saying? So everyone makes their choices. But, like, if you're unhappy and whatever, there's you're, there's some way for you to figure it out. You just have to, like, there wasn't that for me when I decided to do that. I don't, you remember when yes. I went to my counselor? She was like, I don't really know, like, whatever. And we had to, like, research. And I had to research and, like, force my way into it. I was like, this yes. is what I want to do. It wasn't even a thing. Now I know, like, probably 14 people that do it because I told them that yes. you can do it. Right. But we had to, like, pay. We I took independent study. Like, I saw it. And I was like, I don't want to do full independent study, though. I want some socialization. Right. You know? So then I went to my counselor. I was like, can we do both? And she was like, I don't know, like, but we'll figure it out. And then we figured it out. And it's like, it's perfect for me. It's a perfect schedule. So it's like, I think it's just important for people to know that you don't have to do everything. And it's important for parents to know yes. that like your kid's going to be fine right? if they're not following everything that everyone else is doing. Because like, there's some people who drop out of high school and are like really successful. Of course. And there's some people that like go all years and are really successful to like college and stuff. But there's some people that do all that and still aren't successful. That everyone has a different plan. We're not all on earth right now. Correct. To do the same fucking thing. And if that we makes were, zero sense. It makes no sense. That makes zero fucking sense. Right. I agree. And I think one thing that bummed me out that, you know, like you said, we figured out and you figured out were that there were other options, there was flexibility within the system. And you didn't even know. That's the thing is they should. Yeah. And I know there are probably like certain things about property taxes and how much money the school gets versus you not going there or whatever. But I think for the good of the student and for like the well-being of the student, that should be advertised. Like it should be like, here are all the options. Like yeah. kind of like make a custom exactly. learning plan. And I think it's it just goes along with the thing where it's like, I know that it's hard to do that. Because I was like, I feel weird doing my own thing. Like, it felt weird at first. So yeah. I was like, you know, like, my friends, I don't see them as much. But I'm like, like, we talked about earlier, like, 
if I know that I'm kind of like a different kid because of like stuff that's happened. So I'm like, why am I doing the same thing? That doesn't make sense. Like if I need something different, I need something different. And that's like, everyone should be able to do that. Like if you need something different, yeah. but that's just not, it's not being lazy. That's the thing is like, I think a lot of kids are like, Oh, independent study like that. Cause the classes I took were harder than like taking it at school. Right. You took college level math. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the thing is like, if you're just don't want to go to school cause you're late, that's a different story. Yes. But I just, I don't like, if you need a different plan, like you need a different plan, you have to figure it out. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You have to and like there's not always going to be something set out for you that's the way i think like going back to relationships and whatever if something needs to be happening different for you and there's nothing like it seems like there's nothing like available to you like there's no other options like there's definitely another option you might just have to make it right well do you think that some kids get to the point from a mental health perspective either deep into whether it's anxiety or depression or suicidal ideation or yeah you know attempting suicide do you think it's because they feel like they're out of options? Like, is that one of the things? Because to me, it's like, you know, stuff's happened, you know, in our community. And, you know, do they feel like they're just backed into a corner and they don't have I options? I think so, 100%. And I think, I mean, that goes along with, like, I think a lot of it goes back to parents, like what I'm saying. And I don't want to blame, you know? No. But I'm saying, because, I mean, I think there has to be underlying, like, health issues, like, whatever. Yes. Anyways, we're not getting into that. But I think, like, I knew I had to do something different, and I knew if I went to you that you weren't going to be like, no, you have to, like, whatever. Like, you have to right. figure Like, you just have to stay in school like and do, like, what everyone else does. Like, I knew you were going to be like, okay, like, I'm hearing you. Like, you might not love it at first, but you're like, I hear you out. when I Because I think at first you thought I was just being like, I just don't like school and I don't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was just worried that, you know, like, Murphy's kind of intimating in, his com- in the conversation with you about – are you missing out on something for another reason, right? Yeah. So to me, I'm like, is it social anxiety or something else? We got to tease that apart. Yeah. So that I think that's the part where, yes. I, like, it makes sense because I'm like, no, I want the socialization part. Yes. I just can't be doing school every second of my life. Like that sounds terrible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I feel like I'm not even me anymore. I just feel like I'm literally a robot. Right. And that's shitty. so. I think it comes down to in this situation and, and a lot of others, it comes down to having the trust relationship, right, with the yeah. to the the teen or the child and the parent, so that the they can come to each other whichever way it's going to go and say i need help this isn't working and then knowing that the other party is going to like come on board advocate find a solution so it's not like you're all by yourself in something and i think it comes back to the part where i said like open dialogue with your kid is the most important thing you can establish because i think it came back to every single thing we talked about here yes totally so i think like trust and open dialogue is like the main thing that you can do as like a parent and i think both of those things we saw, we talked about how you like have to ingrain like the basic judgment and stuff like when they're little, but open dialogue and trust be, can be created anytime. Totally. And it's never too late. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. If we didn't have that, we, cause we didn't have that like two yeah. years ago. Right. I was just, I was staying at my best friend's house today and her mom and her don't have the best relationship. And they were talking to me about, we, I was literally being like the mediator this morning. And I was like, and I told her mom, I was like, like me and my mom didn't always have the best relationship because she like loves our relationship now when I talked to her about it and I was like do you remember like I stayed at her house for two weeks at one time because I was like we and me and you were like getting in so many fights yes but now we're like you're like my best friend and I talk to you about everything like that sounds so cliche but I'm serious like I come to you first before I go to any of my friends but because I know I can do that and I know you're going to be like on my team and like help me. And yes. If you think I'm doing something messed up, you're going to tell me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to get yelled at or I'm not going to not be supported. Or be judged or something. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that open dialogue is so – it's like the most important thing with your kid. So like let's say there's, you know, 
a parent and child relationship out there where it's just like they're not seeing eye to eye. Do you think it's as I mean, it's not as easy as like flipping a switch, but I'm saying if that if the parent came to the kid or vice versa and just said, like, hey, you know what? This hasn't been going well. I love you. I want to start, you know, I know I haven't shown up in the past like I want to show up for you. I want to start an open dialogue and just be more upfront with you. Can we build towards that? Yeah. And I think the build mm-hmm. towards that is a good because it's like it's not like you say that the next month and it's like spill everything. No, no, no. It's like let me earn your trust and vice versa, right? It's the same thing. So if like if you want to trust your kid, your kid has to know that they can trust you. So it's like they're not gonna spill everything to you because if you're known to be a hothead and yell at them about everything, right? Then they're not gonna be like, Okay, well I did this last night because it's like they need to know. So they're gonna go little by little, probably and tell you something like not yeah. so bad and then like see. Well you then know each side saying? has to show consistent behaviors, right? Exactly that build to that. So like the kid shows they're trustworthy. The parent shows they're worthy of yeah. and the think, dialogue. And in every relationship, it's like, if you're not consistent. Yeah. It's the death of that. Yeah. Cause you're just going to be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Like I'm not doing this with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time. There's so much other sh- stuff going on in everyone's life that it's like, right. If you're not going to be consistent, like I have other things to do than like work on this with you. If you really want right, it, if you're not like, going to show, show up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's a great place to stop the podcast we'll have to do a follow-up because i didn't get to like a lot of my things (laughs) okay um is there anything else that you want to close with that you feel like we did i think that was good i think it was really good um i loved having you on you're such a good guest i knew you would be (laughs) and i do love our relationship and i love that we can talk really openly and hopefully my hope is that someone listening to this wherever they're at um would get something from this and maybe have the conversation it's important that we weren't always like this Oh my gosh, no, we weren't. We this, used to yell at each other. Yeah, no, this is this is newer. And yeah. so it's possible yeah. for people. So that's yeah, a really I wasn't good just point. Like, I didn't just pop out of your badge and like be No, nice right. Yeah, you weren't just suddenly like the most. Yeah. You know? We didn't always have the best. So I guess I guess that should give people hope, really. <laughs> that's what I'm I think that's important to be like, it's not like, oh, this is just a rare case where like they've always No, been I mean like it could be for anybody. No, we literally used to like yell at each other every day. Yeah. So this is for everybody. <laughs> yeah. If they if they want it. And they've got two parties willing to yeah. work at it, right? So there's always hope. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's a great way to end it. So on the on a note of hope, thank you, Jeannie, for being here. We used to hate here. each other. Now we love each other. Yeah. That, thanks for rephrasing <laughs> that. Just stop saying we used to hate each other, but it's true. No, we didn't hate. There's no hate. It was just, okay, maybe on your side. All right. So on that positive note, thank you, Jeannie, for being on the podcast. I love you. I really appreciate you being here. And we'll see you guys next time.